You know, you might look at it and go, what in the heck? Get as much as you kind of expect to get. If you don't expect to get much, you probably won't get, you'll probably get that. And if you expect to get a lot, you'll probably get that too. Amen. Who? How's everybody, huh? All right, just to set the record straight, I did swing back at Angel whenever she hit me across the face right here. But she ducked and got out of the way and then took off running and she's faster than I am. That's the story, okay? So she clocked me. I went back, missed, because she kind of did one of these duck deals and then she took off. And I couldn't catch her and that was, that was the end of the story. So uh, that's the record and I'm setting it straight, okay? Everybody good this morning? I have, I do have a dad joke today and I've only told it once. You can't say nothing. What has five toes and is not your foot? What'd you say? What has five toes but is not your foot? My foot. That's right. Thank you, Paul. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's the right answer. Yeah. Yeah, it is a stupid joke. That's right. It is a stupid joke on purpose, on purpose. So 2024 has begun. Amen. Are y'all excited about 2024? Oh, yeah. Yeah, let's forget about 23 and move on to 24. I've, I've learned some new stuff over the past few days. The, uh, the ladies last week, Angel and Ginger, uh, both landed on the same scripture. You know, and we'll we'll get into it in a minute. And I was just kind of looking at it. I was like, all right, well, you know, all right, it's it's New Year. Let's let's go into the new year and see what people are saying and prophetically is being said about the new year. And I didn't realize it, but we're on the Gregorian calendar. Okay, the Gregorian calendar. It was instituted whenever Pope Gregory was running the Catholic Church. Gregorian. Y'all ever heard of the Gregorian chants? Oh, you know. That's when that started. At that time, they started having the calendar that we use today, okay? And the calendar that we use today, this year that we're beginning, is the year 2024. However, the Jews, because they didn't see the, the, they don't recognize Jesus as the Messiah at this point, they still use the original calendar from the time that, that time began for them. So in the Jewish calendar, it's what, 5,000? 5784. I just lost my notes. Hold on here. It's 5784 according to the Jewish calendar. Now, the, the reason why I'm getting into this is because God said last week through the ladies that he will do a new thing. Is the way he said it was Isaiah 43 that was quoted, that he would do a new thing. And so I want to start seeing what this new thing is, and I start taking a look at what that what the year tends to be, and it's really, really, really interesting. The year 5784 is the year of the voice of the doorkeeper. It's the year of the voice of the doorkeeper. Now, I don't know if y'all remember or not, but in John chapter 10, Jesus basically called himself that doorkeeper. If you remember in Revelation, he says, I am the one that opens doors that no man could close and I close doors that no man. He says, I stand at the door and I what? 
He is the keeper of the door. So this year is the year of the voice of the doorkeeper. Get this. It says in John chapter 10, verse 1, this is verses 1 through 6. He said, most assuredly I say to you, I didn't give you all this one, I'm sorry. John 10, 1 through 6. Say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the doorkeeper opens and the sheep hear his voice and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them and the sheep follow them for they know his what? Voice. Yet they will not by any means follow a what? A stranger, but will flee for him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. Jesus used this illustration, but they did not understand the things which he spoke of at that time. This year, you will not only recognize the voice of the enemy. You will recognize the voice of the doorkeeper who is Jesus Christ himself who will lead you out. No other voice will you follow this year but that the voice that is the voice of our Lord and Savior and our leader, Jesus Christ. There is no other voice that we'll hear this year. And I was kind of confused whenever they started saying that, you know, God's going to do a new thing and all that because I'd landed... I kind of landed on Romans chapter 1 verse 16, which says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation, which we will get into more of it. But, but I was like, kind of, kind of, that, that, that scripture just kept coming up, coming up, coming up. Well, what is the gospel? What exactly is the gospel? Yeah, it's the good news of what Jesus has done for us. It's the good news of what the, so when we speak of Him, And in our speaking of him and in our talking to people about us actually experiencing the gospel, we're going to hear more and more of his voice. And a stranger's voice we will no longer hear. So as of this year, there's no confusion of whether or not it's the devil or it's God that's telling me to do something. No more. We are hearing the doorkeeper's voice this year. We hear his voice and we're going to move forward hearing his voice. And we're going to step forward hearing his voice. And no other voice will we follow. There's not going to be another voice that gets followed but his. Amen. Now, Miss Angel did a lot of research on this uh, for Wednesday night, and I'd like for her to come up. Uh, this is, if you would, uh, this is just a little something that I read that or, that I want to read to you that's, that's just a little tidbit on what she's going to say. Uh, but it says but that for this year, the doors begin to appear for many with heavenly encounters and signs showing the way. Borders open between new partnering nations, regions, and houses partnering regions, nations, and houses. God will send forth his word and cause the windows of heaven to open up and the winds of revival will come and the army of old will be resurrected with a new wineskin as the dry bones arise. A new army will be will rise from the dry bones. It, I mean, it just, I mean, it's just revival will come and the army will be resurrected with new wine skins. And I've never taught on wine skins here, but there is a teaching on wine skins that back in the day they would keep their wine in this, in this skin that was the skin of an animal. Are y'all familiar with this? And in the wine skin, I'm going to give you the mic in a minute. You want to sit down? No, it won't take me long. Yeah. So the wine skins would would get old and brittle 
over time. And you couldn't put the new wine, new wine in those old wine skins. Because when you did, the wine would expand and contract, because you know there's fermenting that's taking place in that thing. And as the wine would expand, it would bust those old wine skins and put a hole in them and they would leak and the wine would leak out. So when it says that they arise with new wine skins, it means that those skins that, that what we arise with this year, it's not the old brittle wine, wine skin that used to be, and it's not replaced with something brand new. What they would actually do is take oil and rub it on the wine skins to give it some, some perma, 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 permeability, elasticity, better word. Stretchability. That's my word right there. <laughs> stretchability. It would give it stretchability so whenever the new wine was put in, when that new wine was placed in that old wine skin and it began to expand, the wine skin would expand with it and have capacity to contain what's been put in it. Our new wine, folks, our new wine is the Holy Spirit. He is our new wine, and He is ever filling us day by day, minute by minute, second by second. He is ever filling us, and we are rising up this year with new wine skins, amen, to be able to hold what the Holy Spirit has for us. I'm going to shut up. That's good. Okay, so if you were in Disciple Walk Wednesday night, you've already heard this. Um, I'm a word girl. So I like to study what the meaning of words are, but Jody Martin is a numbers girl. And so I thought, let me go look and see what, what, you know, it says in the word about 2024, um, or in the Jewish community. And so 5784 has been prophesied as a year of divine reset and restoration. Reset. And restoration. I don't know about you guys, but there are some areas of my life personally that I need need a reset in. And there are some areas that need to be restored. Amen? And so to break this down, the number five um, in Hebrew is the letter. I thought this was kind of funny. Hey, that's what it is. Number five is hey. And uh, that particular number um, y'all understand they don't have numbers written as we do. They, they use symbols. And the symbol is a picture. It pictures a person standing with arms raised and it points to revelation and manifestation, which goes back to really what Greg was just saying. Um, it is symbolic in that it's associated with divine revelation and the presence of God. It also symbolizes a readiness for action. And also the grace and mercy of God because, and I thought that was really good because in order for us to be ready for action and do what God needs us to do in this year and every other year, we're going to need to walk in his grace and in his mercy. We're going to have to have an understanding of, hey, we can't do this by ourselves. We're going to have to be equipped and empowered with the Holy Spirit, and we're going to have to lean into him like never before. Um, the number seven, man, Chris, this goes along with what you just prophesied. And let me say, you know, prophecy, when it comes forth, it's always going to point back to the word. It's never going to say something contrary to what the word says. And so the number seven in Hebrew is Zion, and it pictures a sword. It looks like a sword. And it signifies the cutting away and separation, and it is associated with completeness, perfection, and wholeness. 
It's kind of funny to think, okay, there's a hair on this mic, y'all, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's kind of funny that a sword is going to represent wholeness. But as Chris said, when he was up here prophesying, he was talking about God needs to prune and he needs to cut some things away. There are some things that every person in this room needs to allow the Holy Spirit to remove from their lives. And for us to do that, we've got to tender our hearts and humble humble ourselves in such a way that we're receptive to do that. And that cutting away is going to come from, first of all, the Word of God, and it's going to come from the presence of the Holy Spirit. All right, the number eight is, uh, it's spelled C-H-E-T, but this morning I looked to see how you pronounce it. It's actually pronounced vet, not chet. And it's illustrated as a fence or an enclosure, but it's also illustrated not as a door, but as a doorway. Okay? And it's often associated with new beginnings and renewal. And um, it has been said that this is a year of new heavenly perspective and divine wisdom that is going to be released over each of us. And then number four in Hebrew is Dalet, and it is pictured as a tent door. And um, the number four is representative of a journey through the open door, not a closed door. But what has been said is that this year... This is going to be a year where there is going to be a battle for the door of promises to be opened. And how badly do we need that door opened? And Greg mentioned Revelations. God opens no door. God opens doors that no man can open. He shuts those doors that no man can shut. And so this is a door, or this is a a time, a year of us digging our heels in. We talked about this Wednesday night and just believing God and standing on those promises and allowing Him to cut out the junk that needs to go and work on us in a new way. Amen? That's it. It's a lot of information, isn't it? So what you'll see over the next, you know, little bit as as we continue as I continue to preach, you know, Paul's going to do some preaching, Ginger, Angel, some of you others, you know, but as you continue to see to hear from me, it'll be in this vein to where we will continue to kind of massage some of these subjects that God wants to bring out as we move through this year. Amen. But it's it's a it, it's it's not only a new thing as if God's never done it before. Let's go to go to Isaiah for me. Forty, I think it's forty three. Um, yeah, do not remember the former things. This is this is what uh, Ginger and Angel were talking about last year. Do or last week. Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Sometimes we as human beings like our habits, right? We like our things that we like to do. I have routines in my life. In fact, if you're a Facebook follower and you know anything about Bellavana, I am so habitual to go and visit Bellavana that I am their number one top customer last year because I just go so consistently. You know, it doesn't have anything to do with me spending like an awful lot of money. It's a coffee shop. It has nothing to do with me spending an awful lot of money there, but it has everything to do with the, you know, this routine that I've built. And so we as humans, we have a tendency to build routines, which a routine is not bad as long as it doesn't become that the routine is more important than the voice of God. 
Right, right. I mean, that's what happens with religion. That's that's why that's why Jesus, whenever he showed up, he was he was flipping over tables and he pulled a whip out and he wanted to get rid of the traditions of man. Why was it? It wasn't necessarily that the traditions were bad, and it wasn't necessarily that what they were doing was necessarily just all of it was just terrible. What it was was that those traditions and those routines and those habits were more important to the people than God's word. And the voice of the Lord, amen? So this is what he's getting at. He's like, don't remember the former things. So we can't put so much trust in the former things that our habits and traditions and, and, and routines are so important that we just have to do them, Mr. John. We just don't have to. If God tells you not to, then don't. You know? And it says, nor consider the things of old, which means that whatever he, whatever things have been, don't even look at those. If even, if you take a look at what Paul said, uh, Apostle Paul said, that this one thing that I do is forgetting those things that are behind and I press towards the mark of the high calling of Christ. You, you know, even God says that with our sins and the things that we've done wrong, he's removed them as far as the east is from the, from the west and thrown them into the sea of forgetfulness. So even God, in all of his wisdom and knowledge, doesn't pay attention to some stuff of old. You know, he kind of looks forward to see what tomorrow brings. Amen. Next scripture. Verse 19, behold, this is God still talking. I will do what? A new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Now, whenever God says that he wants to do a new thing, thought it was interesting, you know, I'm kind of like Angel, we both do the same thing, we dig down in Hebrew, the word, I cannot pronounce it, but the word in Hebrew has a root, and the difference between the two of them is uh, it's just a little mark that they put over one of the letters, you know, so uh, the, the word is, let's see if I can even say it, it's, it's Kadash, which is C-H-A-D-A-S-H, and the A's have the little house on top of them, okay? And it means new, fresh. It's a fresh, new thing. All right? It's like, go fresh, Jody. And it's a fresh, new thing. But then, if you say Kadash, I guess is how you say it, um, the second A with the little house top on it is dropped off. That goes away. When you have that, that root word, which is the other one, you understand the difference between a word and a root word, right? Like hunt and hunting. Hunting, the root word is hunt. All right, ELA, you know, language arts as they called it whenever I was in school. Um, the primitive root for it is to be made new, to rebuild, renew, repair, and even the term reset is in the English language from time to time whenever dealing with, whenever God says, I will do a new thing. It is a reset, it's a renewing, it is a repairing. It's a new thing, and it's fresh, and it's new. But at its core, there's a reset that happens, amen? That's important. Y'all need to remember that one. Uh, verse 20, the beasts of the field will honor me, the jackals. I love jackals and ostriches. They're, they're just, I love it. Because I give waters to the wilderness and rivers to the desert to give drink to my people, my chosen. In fact, if you look at the King James Version, I think instead of uh, uh, jackals, it says uh, dragons, which is kind of cool. You know, dragons are in the Bible, just, just saying. Anyway, verse 21, this people I have formed for myself, they shall declare my praise. There's an awful lot to look at in this thing, but basically what God is attempting to say to us is that I am going to do a fresh new thing in you that's going to be a reset, 
a rebuild and a repair. And what makes this so awesome is it's not relegated just to 2024. It's relegated to every single day of the rest of your life. That is the word of God for you and for me and for all of us is that this word that we're getting right now from the throne of God that's a new thing. Everybody is talking about God's doing a new thing. It's all over the place. It just seems to be everywhere that the, all the prophets are kind of saying the same stuff. The, what's so great about this portion of the word is that this portion of that word from God we could carry throughout the rest of our days, Dorothy. Not just for 2024, but for 25 and 35 and 55 if we're still here. And 75 if you're still around. You, you see what I'm saying? It's this, this word that we're getting from God is not a 2024 word. It is a life word. Amen? Amen. And so anyway, if we take a look, he said, I will do a new thing. And he says, the beasts of the fields will honor me, the jackals and the ostriches, because I give water in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. So what he's doing is, is he is going to take those things that seem to be absolutely impossible and show you the possibilities of them. Go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, 17. We probably finna roll this out of here, y'all. Therefore, this is 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, one of my favorite scriptures in the whole wide world. Therefore, if anyone, any man, any person be in Christ, he's a what? He's a what? A new one, just like the thing that God's doing. See what I'm saying? The gospel itself is the new thing that God is doing in each and every one of us every single day for the rest of our days. The gospel is the new thing. He's created in you a new creature. Hey, Charles, I lied. Go back to Isaiah 43. We got to go look at something. We'll come back. Y'all remember that. Hold on to it right there. Pause. Rewind. Verse 19, behold, I do a new thing now. Now it springs forth. When does now happen? Now. When did it happen? When does now happen? So every now that we have, there is a new thing by God. Go back to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Every new thing. Behold, I do. No, no. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a what? New creation. When does that happen? Now. It happens right now. When does it happen? Oh, what about, what about, and then it'll be, you see what, you see what God's stepping in. Can you smell it? Do you smell what's happening here? Are you serious? I'm I'm being serious one bit. Do you smell what he's trying to say? Clint, he's saying that the gospel works in you now. That you're new now. He's doing a new thing in you. And that new thing that he's doing in you right now is a reset, a repair. A put It's a fresh new thing that he does when? Right? Right now. So this is not a word for 2024, and it's not just a word for CCAM. It is a word for the rest of our days that God is doing a brand new thing when? Right now. He's doing a reset. When's that reset happening? Brand new. Look at this. It's a new creation. What happens when you're a new creation? Old things of what? And all things have become what? They're fresh. Reset. Repaired. When? Right now. That is the voice of the doorkeeper crying out, I have made a way where there was no way. It was a desert and a wilderness for you. 
There didn't seem to be that there was any way out possible, but I did it. And I stand at this door, at this gate for this next season in your life. I'm standing at the gate screaming out, new, reset, reborn, repaired, made brand new, right when? Right now. Amen. Let's all stand. Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus. Woo! New. Amen. It's now, every second of your life, every minute in your day, every moment that you find yourself in over the next 40 years is a reset. There's a newness of it. There's a repair tape. There's not right now. He's making you a new creation. All that old stuff has passed away and behold, everything has become new. Woo, it's fresh. It feels good. Amen. Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus. We thank you for the newness of life. We thank you, Lord, that you're rising us up as new wineskins to fill us with fresh wine, to cover us with fresh oil so that we can fulfill your will on this earth. We're looking